So it will be with the resurrection of the dead. Let's talk about it on today's edition of Renew Network Podcast. Good morning. Today we're moving on in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. We're going to be looking at verses 35 through 44. Uh, As we move into this section, Paul begins to shift his focus, um, in a sense, from his discussion about the theological reliability of the concept of the resurrection of the dead and on to um, the act of our bodies actually being resurrected and what that will look like and why that matters. And so uh, we'll prepare to um, dig deep into these verses and um, we'll first and foremost pray that God will open our hearts to be receptive. Heavenly Father, we love you today. We thank you once again for the opportunity to pause and wait and listen. Uh, Your word has power and we want to plug in Uh, to your word, and we want the power of the word to take root in us so that the transforming um, power of Jesus at work through the word can bring change to our lives, to our thinking, to our acting, to our doing. Uh, We want to be more like you, Jesus, and we thank you for uh, the way your Holy Spirit uh, is at work in and through every word of scripture to bring about life-transforming change, and we invite that today. We also pray, Lord God, that we would have deep insight and understanding of your word so that as we share it with others, uh, we will be able to um, describe for them what your word teaches and says. So equip us, we pray, and ready our hearts for this time of study in your name. Amen. All right, 1 Corinthians 15, 35 through 44, Paul writes, But someone will ask, How are the dead raised? With what kind of body will they come? How foolish! What you sow does not come to life unless it dies. When you sow, you do not plant the body that will be, but just a seed, perhaps of wheat or of something else. But God gives it a body as he has determined. And to each kind of seed, he gives its own body. Not all flesh is the same. People have one kind of flesh. Animals have another, birds another, and fish another. There are also heavenly bodies, and there are earthly bodies. But the splendor of the heavenly bodies is one kind, and the splendor of the earthly bodies is another. The sun has one kind of splendor, the moon another, and the stars another, and the star differs from star in splendor. So will it be with the resurrection of the dead. The body that is sown perishable is raised imperishable. It is sown in dishonor. It is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness. It is raised in power. It is sown a natural body. It is raised a spiritual body. If there is a natural body, there is also a spiritual body. Heady stuff, Um, and Paul is making both a logical and theological argument here for the fact of the bodily resurrection of the believers uh, at the return of Jesus. Um, And so uh, he begins by tackling that very point. He says, some of you will ask, how are the dead raised? With what kind of body will they come? It's interesting that... um, 
as our earthly existence continues on and and we get used to living life in these tents, these outward tents, these physical bodies, that we are constrained in a way to think about the body from that natural physical perspective. And Paul recognizes that, that the question, how are the dead raised, with what kind of body will they come, is ultimately a question of substance. What's this going to look like? What will these resurrected bodies be? Will they be similar to our physical bodies? Will they be mere images just perfected? What exactly <laughs> what exactly are these bodies going to be like? And Paul says in verse 36, that's kind of not the question we should be asking. In fact, he says it a little more emphatically. He says, how foolish that you would ask with what kind of body will they come? He says, that's, you're missing the point. Um, what you sow does not come to life unless it dies. We see this playing out in nature, right? As a once living and vibrant tree falls over in the forest, it begins to decompose and that tree opens up and starts to break down into soft, brittle pieces and those soft, brittle pieces eventually work their way back into the soil, uh, creating the rich environment for new life to grow. And in a real sense, Paul is saying, unless these physical bodies, uh, these lives that we're living here on this earth and we're, we're channels of grace, we're vessels for God's mercy, we're the mouthpiece of God for the gospel. Unless these things die, the thing, that which we have sowed um, won't fully come to life. In other words, our legacy for the kingdom, the, the impact of our life won't be fully known until the end of our life and people reflect on uh, how we lived our days and uh, we see those gathering uh, to celebrate uh, the life that we lived remembering who we were and our impact on their lives. And so um, he's saying we, we miss the point if we think only in terms of the physical, that, that even in our physical bodies, we're living out a spiritual trajectory that's way bigger than us. We're leaving behind a legacy of living that will, that will live beyond the number of our days here. Um, and so it's not so much about the substance of the body, but uh, what we've sown in them and the substance of our resurrected bodies matters less than the purpose of them. So he goes on in 37 and following to describe the different kinds of bodies that things have. Um, when you sow, you don't plant the body that will be just a seed, perhaps of wheat or of something else, but God gives it a body as he has determined and to each kind of seed, he gives its own body. So when you plant that little black bean seed in the ground, you have no idea, unless you've planted them before, what kind of plant is going to emerge out of that seed. And then that plant's going to bear fruit. It's going to bear its, its intended fruit. Um, that particular plant may bear uh, 8 or 10 or 15 pods or maybe less. Uh, it will bear the fruit that it's intended to bear and we can nurture its growth and weed around it and make sure it's well fed and it's going to bear fruit. And so it's, it's, uh, it is designed to bear a certain kind of fruit. 
not all flesh is the same. People have one kind, animals another, birds and fish another. And so he's talking about the distinction uh, among physical bodies in the physical realm. And then he moves on to talk about heavenly bodies. And there are heavenly bodies and earthly bodies. Um, a heavenly body is one kind of thing. An angel might be described as a heavenly body. Um, it's not like an earthly human body. It's, it's different in substance. And there's a splendor to the heavenly body that we can appreciate and, 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 and celebrate. And there's a splendor to the earthly body. That's a whole other kind of thing. And we value uh, these physical tents that God has given us. We value these bodies. We value physical life because we know that our bodies are more than just these physical things with blood vessels and, and um, skin and bones and uh, breath and movement. These bodies house a being that's more than what the physical reveals. And so we value the splendor of the person in a way that goes beyond just the physicality of their body. That there's something miraculous and wonderful residing inside of each of us, and there's a splendor to it that points us to our Creator in the same way that as we, as we appreciate the heavenly bodies, and it might even be uh, the expanse of the universe, the planets that we can see through telescopes and stars in the sky. And, and we appreciate that splendor as also representative of the greatness of our God and, and, and testifying to the greatness of our God in the same way each one of us testifies to the greatness and creativity of our God. Paul says the sun has one kind of splendor, the moon another, the stars another, and star differs from star in splendor. Some are brighter, some are lesser. Um, and he goes on to compare that to the resurrection of the dead. The body that is sown is perishable. The body that we're given here in this life is perishable. It's going to die. Its physicality will eventually uh, reach its end and it will be put in the ground and it will die but it is raised imperishable. And so we're raised with an eternal body. Uh, the physical body is sown in dishonor. It's raised in glory. It's sown in weakness. And we know how weak our bodies can be as they break down and as we get older and as they don't start working as well as they once did. Um, they're weak, but we're raised in power, resurrection power. Uh, we're made all new in Christ. Uh, we're the, uh, it's sown a natural body, it's raised a spiritual body. So um, there's a distinction that Paul is trying to make here, that we're not going to be raised as the same as we were in this life, though we might have bodies that appear to have a certain physicality about them. They're raised as spiritual bodies, infused with spiritual power, uh, infused with the glory and greatness of God as, as his resurrection touch is upon us. And the pain and weakness and dishonor that used to reflect our earthly tent will be no more. Um, and so Paul says if there's a natural body, and we know that we have natural bodies, we can touch them, move them, we know that we, these physical bodies exist, then there is also a spiritual body. And so he's setting the stage for this discussion of the resurrection of the body. And it is a challenging thing uh, because we don't understand all that it means that we will be one day re resurrected. We don't have a conception yet of what that will look like. 
And Paul says to a certain degree to focus on the substance of what that will be is less important than focusing on the reality that will be raised to new life in Christ in a spiritual body. And we don't entirely know what that will be. So it gives us something to look forward to and, and it gives us something to, to hope in uh, as we depart from this life and await the next uh, at the return of Jesus when he raises the dead to new life. And so uh, lots to explore and discover as we unpack this passage. Um, but the reality that we will be raised uh, in Christ to uh, and given an all-new spiritual body, not uh, hindered by the things that we were hindered by in this life, should be a matter of great joy and expectation for us. All right, my friends, thanks so much for taking time to listen. No, this is a long one. We bit off a lot of text today, and uh, we'll continue on tomorrow. God bless.